Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> y'all already just started stripping. I'm hot. Just off everything. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. <sighs> this is <laughs> this is the Black Believer Marriage Podcast. This is episode thirty-eight. Let that man be a man. Right. Uh, before we get into it, wanted to shout out uh, some listeners, get some listener feedback. But before we do that, I actually want to shout out the Patreon listeners. Yes. So we have not actually started promotion for our Patreon. I'll sign up the episode we did. Yeah, following the episode, we have had people already sign up for Patreon, and we have already met. Our first goal, yeah, which was basically going to decide whether or not we, we continued it. <laughs> so we're going to like continue and give it um, a really honest, sincere run. Yes, I got some really good feedback from my daddy journals, which was nice. Yeah, it was. It really Randy's was. blog post out here making me feel, you know, it's good to see. <laughs> good to see the girl writing again. I've been writing, just good to not see the girl writing again. I know. Uh, we already even have a bonus episode up of the mini episode up there. So yeah, it's fun. It's been good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing it. So I'm thank y'all so much. Um, it was really unexpected. Yeah, we know, we know y'all, <laughs> we know. <laughs> but we really appreciate it. Love it, love it. Um, so Randy is going to share some listener feedback. Yeah, so we got this email on February 12th, and Jules, I still have your email, so don't worry, we're gonna respond. Um. But this listener said, hey, my name is Holland. I first want to say congratulations on your daughter. Thank you. Children are literally the biggest blessings and the biggest headaches you can ever receive in life. Love gets no purer than children. I've been listening to you guys only for a couple of weeks now, and I can't believe there ever was a time when I wasn't. Your advice on communication is always my favorite. Not only is it extremely relatable, but honest Mm -hmm. and actually working in my own relationship with my husband. I am also married, 23, black, and with a three-year-old son. My husband and I are also from Atlanta, Bankhead, Adamsville, Westside. Okay. <laughs> I love how honest you guys are about life and its daily struggles, family struggles, and with these BS government jobs about financial loans and etc. I will continue to support you guys in all you do, and I'm forever wishing you the best. P.S. Shout out my husband, Dallas. Hey, Dallas. That's from your wife. Hope you doing? Yeah. First of all, nah, that's cool. cool ass name. They are. I'm gonna say what the land. Where did y'all move from? That's she what I Holland. I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, Holland that and is Dallas nice. Yeah, from West Atlanta. We down the street from them niggas now. So. I know. Shout yeah, that's why I was like, y'all still here? Because we here now. Uh, <laughs> so thank, thank you, you so for the much. Feedback. And to people listening, we still do want to hear comments from you. So yeah, and voicemails and things. Say things, which we will obviously repeat at the end of this episode. Right. Um, so let's get into it. Oh, also, Randy is at any day now status. I am, y'all. Doctors and unofficial Midwives doctors. And doulas. And everyone with an opinion. Keep saying. So. Pray for me, y'all. We want a February baby. We do. Because. These March estimation March dates. Is a little, y'all. 
I can't. I can't. Please. That's all right. We're making love tonight. <sighs> you done, you I had this eggplant parmesan. Spicy food. Yeah. It ain't do shit. <laughs> but uh, it's supposed to induce labor. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> um, <sighs> but yeah. All right. <laughs> we hope you enjoy. Now check it out. Now look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like. And if I'm ripping it, what I'm so with my seeds, like. Now check it out. I've been a father since I was a toddler. I would teach the mother father how to. Read. And we're back. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm sorry. I am looking at you. Yeah, I'm going through the change. <sighs> I don't know what that is, but I'm tired. Hi, this is episode 38 of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. We are your host. I am Mikey. And I'm Randy. And this is Let That Man Be a Man. Uh, In this episode, we're going to talk about a slew of things. Right. (laughs) A plethora of things. Um, Randy and I basically got into this discussion because of something she was inspired by online. And I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. We have backstory. Yeah. So we'll share that. We'll get into that. Um. And obviously, we're going to wrap it up with a fight or flight and end it off with some always appreciated public display of affection. Uh, But before we get into it, wife has a love story this week. Yeah, I do. I really like this love story. Do you? I really do. And I haven't really liked a love story in a long time. You don't really like my Humans in New York love stories? I mean, my person, the ones that I choose. Got you. I always love your love stories, baby. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) This love story is about Sharon Adams and Larry Adams. Okay. I found it on StoryCorps, which is one of my favorite sites to find love stories. Okay. Um, And I will link it in the show notes because it really is beautiful. Not as nice a name as Holland, but go ahead. (laughs) Or Dallas. Like, we need to be out here being I'm not going to last a really nice name. I know. I don't even know where Holland is. But I like how. Isn't that like Europe it's, somewhere? It's abroad. Let's just. Okay. <laughs> so Sharon Adams felt a call in 1997 to move back into her childhood home in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Black Are people black? live there. Yeah. Yeah. We did find out that black people live there. So okay. we found out black yeah. people live in other places outside of Georgia, New York, Washington, Virginia. I mean, because Q was from there. That's the only reason why. Okay, continue. Oh, sorry. Okay. As she was fixing up her home, she realized she really needed an electrician. So she hired one. And this one was named Larry. She fell for the electrician. She asked him if he wanted some tea. He said he had five other jobs. He was like on his second pack of cigarettes. He ain't had time. But he said yes. He fell for the tea? Yeah. Afterwards, he fixed her switch for free. I don't know if switch is cold. I don't know if switch is cold. Wait, can you hear me? Am I messing yes, up? I can hear you. Okay. Mikey's signing to me to do better. No, I love. What you. were you saying? I was saying you're really close to the mic. <laughs> oh, am I? I can't hear. Am I loud? You'll hear it when you're it. Yes. Lord Jesus. Okay. No, you're not loud. It's just I can hear you. Like you're close. Okay, sorry. She had never met anyone who had gentleness, gentleness and a firmness. Gentleness. Gentleness and firmness. Okay. Can you listen to my story? Yes. Hey. He wouldn't really make eye contact with her, but he said he really wanted to finish the job so she could, so he could fire himself. And then court her because he, you know, was trying to be professional. So she said they hadn't seen each other in a while. Then when they finally did, they went for ice cream. And in one of their conversations, um, she told him about Walnut Street, which used to be owned slash lived in by by African-Americans. So it used to be a really big African-American community. But in the moment of their conversation, it was dark and boarded up and and banded, essentially. Then one night on Christmas Eve, they saw flickering lights. (laughs) 
What? <laughs> Every time I hear that line, I just start singing a damn Christmas song. Go ahead. One night on Christmas Eve. Santa came to say Rudolph with... No? Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're My a mind child. is weird. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, they saw flickering lights and she was like, what is that? And she realized it was crack pipes. And she said, um, they both like looked at each other and was like, this ain't right. So mm. she looked at him and she said, I want you to do that house. And she said, but I said, please, right? He was like, you always say please with your eyes. And so <laughs> essentially the renovation of their home took a backseat to the renovation of the community. Um, Sharon credits their commitment to each other. She says it gives her great joy when their commitment manifests itself into like their, their work. Mm-hmm. And so block by block and household by household, they like refined this community and okay. restored it. So Larry calls it purposeful work to renovate communities as opposed to just renovating homes. And so in two decades since they started this, they've established Walnut Way, which is a nonprofit dedicating to revitalizing their neighborhood. And they have restored more than 100 homes and transferred over 200 lots into gardens and orchards. Oh, okay. Isn't that nice? That is. Did I say that right? Orchards? Orchids? Orchids. Orchids. Wait, are you saying orchards? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You gonna blame this on the baby too? I am. Okay. I am not okay. Uh Um, Yeah. I really like this story because at first I was like, oh, this is just really sweet. It's putting me in like a feel good mood considering the mood I've been in Mm -hmm. all day. But also it feels very reminiscent of like what we are trying to do. And like how our love for each other and commitment has manifested into this podcast. I see that. Um, like we ain't out here, out here. But you know, it feels good to like <laughs> meet nice people and uh and to be empowered and to empower. Um, yeah. based off like the messages we get, and um, to really put the goodness of our relationship like to to work and to actually produce something together. I could see that. Um, so it was nice. That was a good story. Thank you. They hire? What? Are they hiring? Yeah. I want I want to go redo some houses. I know, right? Maybe they will be like volunteering or things, but you They need to bring that energy to Atlanta. Are taking a break for nonprofit, okay? And you are going oh, that's to true. <laughs> You are going to do this coding program. Um Got you. Yes. But yeah, that was my love story. I liked it. That was a good one. Thank you. Look at you. You said you got that from Humans of New York? I got it. So from y'all go ahead and check out Humans of New York for those wonderful stories. I got y'all it know from where to story find core. The story, you heard it here first. Check out Humans of New York. Anyway, yeah, it was really good. It really touched me. All right. What are up? you doing? I'm scrolling down, getting ready for the oh, Okay. That's what's up. I like that story. Thank you. In Wisconsin. What? I think that's how they say Wisconsin. I don't, I've never heard things. I, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. That's not, I've never heard this. All right. Let's get into it. Yes. You ready? I am. Okay. Let that man be a man. Yes. What did you mean by that, Randy? So. Let's give some backstory. I brought this up to Mikey like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Last week? Well, two weeks ago because we knew that the first two episodes we would put out this year would be, the first two new episodes would be really us-centered. So getting y'all up to date about the Batcave and then about, prayerfully, Mikey's coding position, which he got. And so we try to keep it balanced right so it sounds like we need a relationship episode um because you know people make it sick of us and and i threw out some ideas and randy said no that's not true at all randy had one that's not true at all like we'll do that one that's really not true and i don't like when you lie on me because it makes it seem like i don't like you you do love me i didn't okay so 
this came up because I have been seeing around lately, really for a while, a lot of women take on this blame of the end of a relationship saying I should have let that man be a man. And like that's how they internalize this guilt of the failed relationship. We've seen it also publicly or like with celebrities with Vivica A. Fox and 50 Cent. Um, she's said multiple times that she like, you know, she'll let him be a man and he wants to do all these things for her and she really wants to be independent or like do things for herself. I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. Um, and essentially like her negligence to not let him be a man was why they ended. We've seen also Gabrielle Union years ago, um, when Dwayne Wade cheated and had the baby and she was like, you know, I was working and you know, he really wanted me to be around and it was really difficult doing that and because she was on being mary jane because she was the the main character Mm -hmm. um and just like she did explicitly say i didn't let him be a man but like just this guilt around i don't know prioritizing yourself or just i don't know i don't know i don't know how y'all want us to talk about that we're going to get into that but outside of that i have i do follow a lot of women and i see that a lot um just like this personal guilt. And I really wanted to, I brought it to Mike and I was like, hey, what do you think about like, And the more that I listen to you re-explain it, the more I'm thinking like, maybe that's just how like y'all talk to each other. Like I, I don't know. I've um, never, I don't have these conversations with I, my girlfriends. Um, me and my niggas don't have these like, But just, we're going to get into that. Right. Um, so let's So we want to talk about this. like the concept of let a man be a man. It's yeah. a little bit confusing and like what that means to us. So. Well, I wanted to start here. I didn't think about this until just now, but I was... I went to the grocery store, Valentine's Day, not to get Valentine's Day stuff. What did I go get? The card. You got me. No, something else. I went there for something else. What did you get? A uh, sub. I went to Publix for a sub to go feed Randy. Oh, right. a wrap. Yes, yes. And when I was leaving, there was a mother walking out of the store with her son, and the boy was crying. Oh, you and tell me this. It, was, it pissed me off. That's why. And so the boy was crying, and she started. What did I say? Did she say? She was yelling at him. He had to be what five or six. She was like, like, "Boys don't cry." Yeah, she was like, "Boys don't cry." You a boy, ain't you? Like some like just like the shit you're not supposed to actually tell your children because it damages them later in life. But it got me thinking. Like this is kind of that issue, right? I think from my perspective, when I hear "Let that man be a man," my mind goes to somewhere like, "Oh, that's stupid," or like, "This must be like." some toxic shit like this but you had a really good reasoning for that based off our production meeting mm-hmm. and at what point because we ain't there yet i know no, we'll which is i don't want you to say it then so, i yeah. have to stop you and then okay. cut and paste and all this stuff <laughs> so i just so, want to let you know that i feel like you had a good explanation for that so when i see that and i think about like what does let that man be a man mean i was like i don't know i don't i don't really relate it to anything like when I hear that, I don't hear something like positive, like, oh, let that man go be a good person. Yeah. Or let him go be a supporter. You know, like, it's like, no, let that nigga do you know, what he's supposed to do. What niggas do. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm serious. <laughs> so even when you were talking about, like, the Vivica thing, and I was thinking about this more, I'm like, that whole relationship was problematic. You said that. That that whole relationship was. I mean, we don't so, know this. Obviously, we don't know these people. We know enough from watching them niggas and knowing who 50 is. We know is. enough from 50 Instagram. That's current 50. You know how bad past 50 like, You know. know what I'm saying? So even even in the end, Vivica trying to find some reason to rationalize it and think that it has something to do with her when it didn't because it was 50. Like, it's it's not. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. But that's my thing. So what do you think it means? Because I don't get it. I mean, I think it's you. I think what it said is, is also in a like a toxic, manipulative way. Like, 
let that man fuck around. Let that man, you know, it's never anything positive. Like, let that like, man he build paid you the bills. up. Let that man cheat on you. Right. Like, <laughs> what you talking about a Joe Budden podcast when it came out, Kevin Hart cheated, and they was like, if you make, it was a joke, I think. But you were saying mm. that they were talking about, like, if you make a certain amount of money, you should be allowed. <laughs> like, yeah. Allowed like, you should be allowed, one, like, one cheat or something. One cheat a, a year. <laughs> like, no. It was a joke. But it, I know, but, like, how much money was it? I don't know. It was a lot of money, you told me. Like, you had to make, <laughs> if your man make a certain amount of money, he should be allowed. <laughs> and it was a, it was an amount that Kevin Hart does The make. conversation was funny because I was like, well, yeah. Broke nigga shouldn't cheat. Like, that's where my mind <laughs> went. Uh, okay. So, Mikey came up with the idea to, to um, have us list. Since we don't really ascribe to that and we're going to get more into an episode, like, mm-hmm. what does let that man be a man for Randy in terms of Mikey? Like, how to let Mikey be Mikey and how to how he lets me be me? And, yeah, the flip side of it is, like, what does letting a woman be a woman mean? Because right, because you never hear that. I don't ever hear someone be like, man, I should let that girl be a girl. That woman be a woman. Because don't make no sense. Because women go on women. What? Women go on women. What does that mean? Like, a woman is going to be herself, whatever she believes herself to be. From This is my experience with women. The women who I have ever known or dealt with have been confident enough to be whoever the fuck they wanted to be mm-hmm. when they felt they needed to be that. That's what I mean by a woman's going to be a woman. She's going to woman. Okay. She wants a woman. She's going to woman. Yeah. A woman's going to woman. <laughs> or not and then you just unhappy okay yeah well babe you have this so what do you, you think that how you go yeah. you want to do me yes okay so what are your three things no i mean do you want to do me i thought we'll you go back to... and forth okay first one what does let you be you mean yeah well what's, first, what's one way that you let me be me hmm well I let you, like, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. So my therapist got on me about this. Okay. I let you provide in the way you want to provide. It bothers me to my core hmm. that you drive, live. It bothers me. Okay. Especially after the first baby, my anxiety is, like, to the roof. I told you, well, you know, afterwards, I was just expecting bad shit to happen. Airplanes fall through the sky, car crashes. I was like, anything can happen to us. These random, rare tsunamis could happen right in our backyard like i really was not okay. neurotic right okay. i really i was okay. well so, actually just for people listening this doesn't go this doesn't start there i mean yeah it started i think um the year before randy um randy was driving home and she got off at on a highway exit and you were stopped and a car just ran into the back of you yeah like you and- were rear-ended she drove the fuck off. And she I had a concussion. pulled over with Randy to see if Randy was okay. And, and Randy was alive, so she left. Yeah. Um, And the, the damage was bad. Like, yeah. it was actually bad. So, Randy has had, like, this drive, this anxiety on the road since. But I can drive, y'all. Mikey taught me. Yeah. So. You don't have any issues. <laughs> and I don't have any problems driving. But, like, now Randy has this newfound, like. And I always thought, like. I would die in a car crash or like get really hurt because my grandmother also got really hurt in a car crash. Like I have all these car things. I, I get it. And now you're on the road. You're a black male. This was also like while police killing black men all the time and like things always happen to y'all. There's this a whole was bunch like, of like Uber heat. driver murders. And yeah. And I'm just like, you don't know who you get in the car with. You don't get to pick where you drive. Like you just got to accept a ride and maybe you end up in North Carolina. You know, like I, <laughs> it, dri- it drives me insane. But. When it comes to bills and what we can, like, actually do, that's what you can do. Like, it's a blessing that you have a car that you can do, and it's a blessing that you can, like, that you even want to 
provide you could be like man fuck this we just gonna be like late on bills and lose our house and cars get repossessed you could be a bum nigga but you're not and <laughs> my therapist said all of this <laughs> she was like you gotta let him be a man in terms of like this is what and why you hate it you feel good to know that you can bring something back into your house because in my opinion that's what being a man is for me it's right like actually being of some fucking use to your family right and so i have the one way that i let you like my, let Mikey be Mikey is let Mikey provide in a way that he well, he wants to. I mean, okay. he really want to sell drugs, but he not. So we know. <laughs> so like the legal way that he is compromised. All of it, so I really want to redact it again. Redact that it too. I ain't never so look. So yeah, huh? he he wants to do illegal activity. I don't. Or he would be open to money, it son. for money. But this is a compromise. <laughs> snitching on the pot. Sorry, I'm going to delete it. <laughs> no, you can't. This is funny. Um, and so that's one way. I have to let you like work in a way that you that makes you feel good as a man because as you said, this is what a man does to you. A man provides for his family and mm-hmm. comes up with a way when there is no way and I really have to like stop giving you my worry and just let you go. So sometimes that means like I take a nap the whole time you drive or I'm writing or I'm podcasting or something and then I look up and you're home, you know? And so... That's funny. I've just been doing that for 986 rides. That's really funny because my first thing of letting Randy be Randy is what? Is letting you vent and cry. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I um I don't know. Like again, I I grew up. I was raised by like TV. Like mm-hmm. I love TV. I love movies. And like I just remember the the studio audience would laugh every time the mother or somebody showed like worry. I'd be like, yeah, but she is kind of like really like feeling away. Though we look at her, the other people on the outside in look at her like, oh, she's crazy. Like she, you know, her worry is her worry. So like, I'd be like, all right. I used to feel away. I used to think that the reason why you reacted this way was because you weren't confident in my driving ability or you're not confident in me or some issue that you have with me. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case. You just wanted to talk about what you felt about possible crazy outcomes and i decided to just stop fighting you i was like well just let her speak i'm gonna let her speak i'm gonna give you the the space to talk because i want you to feel heard even if it is insane to me i know because i do need you to know that i actually just value your opinion or your input in general so even if i'm not really listening because we both recognize that this is a crazy conversation that you're trying to have i'm gonna listen i'm gonna let you go because you need to get it out. Thank you. So you let me be me by. By just letting you vent and cry and complain. Am like I that woman bad? to woman. That's Am what women, people, you know, women complain is Thank what I kept you. hearing. Really? Everybody complains. But I kept hearing from husbands who were like trying to vent to me. Oh, that. Yeah. It. I mean. It's true. Mm. It's very much true. Mm. You be complaining, bro. Mm. Do you not complain? You just humming. Mm. I need answers. <laughs> I think I complain about as much as you do. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were saying? What's another way? Second way. You let me be me. That I let you be you. Hmm. I should have wrote these down. You didn't? Oh, no. Did you? I did. Look at you. I'm always prepared. You are not. Um. <gasps> okay. How do I always let you be you? Mikey likes to rewatch movies. He likes to rewatch <laughs> movies that are that's like that are really difficult one to watch in the first place, like Repo Man and Pain and Gain, and movies that like 
are gory and bloody and that I enjoy, but I can't rewatch movies. They send me to the same anxiety that I had the first time I watched it. Uh-huh. And but it you decompress by but that's how you decompress. You decompress by watching like movies. You decompress by having noise all the time. When I really prefer silence, because my head is crazy enough. I love my music. And I love my movies. And but that's just who you are. And you deserve to have moments where you decompress and sit and rewatch the same movie thirty five hundred times. And I can't tell you. How yeah, many we've times watched Incredibles too. Training Day. The, in my life, we've watched Incredibles. Since they put it on Netflix. I've seen it about six times or seven. We've seen it a lot, y'all. Not including the times I let. And that movie doesn't give me anxiety necessarily, but like it's just watching. It will at the 26th watch. It's like this compulsive thing that he does where he just rewatches. Because I notice a lot of different stuff. And rewatches and rewatches things. It's a good movie. And I have to like let him. And that may seem small, y'all, but it drives me insane. I really would like the TV off. Or maybe I want to watch. A documentary about life and planets. Because he got the fire stick first. <laughs> we're watching Incredibles again. So sometimes I feel like we're we're too much in tune. <laughs> What's second your second one? <laughs> is read. <laughs> God. I have to let you read. Yes, you do. Letting Randy be Randy means she needs quiet. Yes. And I don't like you because I actually do have this written down. In order for Randy to read, she needs like, you know, she needs a little quiet. Like her earplugs work, but not really. They don't. Not at the level I would need to listen to whatever I need to listen to because I'm like technically deaf. That's why they have captions. But I don't want to read. That's why I'm putting the movie on. I want to read. <laughs> I'd open a fucking book like you. So it'd be the middle of the night, right? And ever since I was a kid, you know, I like to fall asleep with the TV on. I would fall asleep to the TV, except for when my mother was like home because then she'd like yell at us for leaving the tv on because that's electricity but right in college i watched movies when i was going to sleep and uh afterwards i just just watched movies to go to sleep but when me and randy moved in together that kind of like started to diminish because randy didn't like the the ambient light that a tv gives off it's not ambient mike funny thing tv is on right now it is (laughs) and randy don't like the little like when the TV turns on or off. You can hear it when anyway, you... Anyway, oh. Randy don't like TV. And I, I didn't know that Randy didn't like TV until we moved in together. But like... I, I like you, TV. You like to read. So I let you be. So even though every night when we go to bed, I'm upset and I'm a little bitter because I can't fall asleep with the TV on. But Randy have her little book light shining and brightening, lighting up the whole damn room uh, while she reads before she goes to bed. I understand that it's just something that she has to do. So I let you be. You. Thank you. While suffering. My third way, I let Mikey be Mikey. In another what? life, he was a college professor. That's not true. A foreign one. High school. That upset professor. his college students because... I talk a lot. I'm a lecturer. Right. And then the test be like, what? So, <laughs> um, but I have to sit there and like listen to him because there are some gems and he does analogies. I got mad gems. He does analogies, y'all. Lots and lots of analogies. You know, I wonder why men talk that way. You know, men do a lot of analogies. Because it's the best way to... Tra- you got to paint a word picture. But... Or you Honestly, could you just- can blame that on Miss Scott. No, I notice that with guys in general. When I, whenever I talk to any guy and that has and we're talking, like have an in-depth conversation, there's going to be an analogy. Because that's the best way to get and- people to understand what you're saying if you can't explain what you're saying. Or even if you can, but this is just better. But I get it. Either way... 
Then there's a lecture about the analogy. And then he asked me if I heard him or if I got it. And he resells, like, he then he says it again, but in another way. And maybe I get another analogy. And I know that, like, that's Mike, he's processing. And that's how he's, like... That's how I get to my point. Right. And you always appreciate them afterwards. And don't my analogies have meaning? Yeah. Maybe if you disagree, I want you to tell no, me the truth. So yes. I'll stop talking. But You're, I really feel First like, of all... I will. You will not. I will talk less. Baby, no, you won't. I didn't want to talk in the first place. It's your fault. Mikey. Am I wrong? Mikey. You so... Also let Mikey be Mikey by being dramatic. Okay. Because... This is what we're doing. <laughs> we're just attacking each other. No, I'm not attacking you. But no, I have to let you like process and talk it out. I, on the other hand, will journal invited me and to come to you and be like, hey, this is what I filtered out nah. and done already. Mm-mm. I don't lecture. Do I no, lecture? You do come to me with incomplete or unprocessed thoughts, though. You ain't, you ain't write everything down before we start talking. <laughs> so, mm-mm. But I will take a break. Don't paint that picture. I will take a break. <laughs> what you mean you'll take a break? And be like, I need some time. I need to figure out what I'm trying to say. Mm. Do I not do that? Mikey, no. on the other hand, yes. will make me yep. sit there like, nah, nigga, as he we started this. processes. You better finish. But you just need to do that. And you don't get the opportunity to do that in a lot of your other relationships or like professionally. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like it's my duty to let you. And I want to know you. And this is how this is part of knowing you. This is what I asked for. Do you not enjoy talking to me? I do, but I really do. That's, that's why we scary. have a podcast. Oh, that's true. Never thought about that. I hope our daughter looks like you. You have the cutest little nose and eyes with thick eyebrows. You focus pregnancy brain. My third You're so cute. Okay, go ahead. Part of letting Randy be Randy. Yes. Um, And this stems from how I just want to be treated as a person. But um, it's right. Mm -hmm. Randy is a writer. That is her passion. Um, I I have a lot of bad movie examples of what it looks like when a nigga don't support his girl. (laughs) Right. Right. Because they don't believe in a dream because it's not theirs. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, I'm about to get into an analogy. Let me not do that. Right. So. See, I just look down I'm like, please, Lord, don't make eye contact with him or he will go on. <sighs> I had a good analogy. <laughs> so basically, I want to be supportive of everything that you are. I want to help you grow into the best version of yourself, which means I have to feed all parts of you. Mm-hmm. You're a writer. And so I have to let you like write whatever that means. Um, even that when means you, even when that means you start doubting yourself or your writing or your ability or all of that. Like I have to Embrace work with all? you through. Yeah, I have to because I choose to. Could go the other way, the asshole way, and say, "Oh, well, then just quit," or maybe you should try something else. Or like I could be one of those people that doesn't see that there's a future in what you do, and be like, "Yeah, you know, you should quit before you're, you should just quit." Do you feel that way? No. I mean, and I, I also don't. have the benefit of like not feeling that way. Right. Because you're talented. And I've had all these jobs. I got to do some. Lord help me. So if you was trying to rap, but you can't rhyme, then like, that's I know. different. That's different. I know. But you're trying to rap, then you can rap. So like, you know, I'm going to be out here slinging your mixtapes out of my Ultima. <laughs> Thank you. Doing your lift rides, which we pray will stop. www.patreon.com slash millennial marriage. <laughs> What's your last thing? <laughs> that is my last thing. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, so that was so that was how we took a spin on a healthy let that man be a man. But um, well, real quick. So after we've done that, if you're listening to this, I want you to like actually sit with your partner or think about what it means for somebody to like let you be you, right? Or how they like support you being you. I'm not saying they like encourage your toxicity, yeah, toxicity. Mm-hmm. Like 
you know to go off on people so people like encourage you to go off on people i'm right. just saying like how does your partner let you be you, you in a healthy way but this conversation right went elsewhere what else are we talking about, Ben? Um, so I noticed that part of like that let that man be a man phrase is um what what we talked about earlier in terms of there's a lot of instances of women feeling guilty at their breakup as opposed to what men sound like at their breakup normally or like usually and instead of saying like I should have let her be a woman or uplift to her, it's usually like I shouldn't have traumatized her in this way. I or, shouldn't I, I, I could have been a better slept man with her than sister in law or, or maybe cousin cousin-in-law Friend. somebody um <laughs> it's usually more of an apology for causing damage right. than it is for an apology then for i like, wish i would have like fed more into you being great you know what i'm saying right and i just it was really like i don't know it just it really was bothering me to see this different type of guilt expressed in women when it concerns career versus relationship or like trying to make that work or it's just a different level of guilt and i really wanted mike i really wanted his opinion about it because I see it so frequently as a woman on people's stories, on people's Instagrams, or just social media in general, and why it seems that, that women seem to carry this this guilt um, that men don't seem to share when a relationship ends. But Mike has some words about that. So my thing was that, I'm going to start with this, um, like historically, growing up, you're not even supposed to... Like talking about having a girl and being into your girl was considered weak. Mm-hmm. Um, I was exposed to this way of thinking from like music, like rap music, videos, things of that nature. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you was the man if you had multiple girls and if you wasn't really paying attention to your girl like that, like if you was just like, you know, like doing you and she was just around, you know. Right. And that's like, like kind of like the picture that it paints. Your first point was that like when a, when a, when a breakup happens the woman expresses guilt for like not having done more right and i was saying in terms of like letting the man be yeah and like, i was saying that i don't see that only because that's not the type of people who i know and that's just not what i'm exposed to and mm-hmm. i see way more of like a balance of like everybody kind of owning up to their shit but mostly when a man breaks up there's not a lot of guilt surrounding that like if when i broke up with a girl or i was broken up with i wasn't thinking oh I should have let her do this. I'm thinking more along the lines of like, I wish I would have done this differently. Mm. Um, speaking from that perspective, like I had a, I had a past relationship where I was like really sappy. I was really into the girl. Right. Cause when I was younger, I, I looked at relationships differently. Mm-hmm. Like I took them very seriously because growing up, I watched the men around me or in my life, not take relationships seriously. Right. My dad was not with my mother mm-hmm. um, or any of his children's mother like he didn't look at the relationship the way i look at a relationship like oh you got to take care of this right because with this comes a whole bunch of other stuff that is your responsibility after having a kid um or just because you choose to like attach your life to somebody and i think like the general from what i generally see is just that more men don't just don't have that guilt i'm not thinking like oh man i should have let her be more of a woman and like let her done so and so it's more so like damn i fucked up or like or she fucked up and now we just ain't together and we just kind of like move on um and a, the crazy part about it is that y'all don't need to have no guilt like well and that's what i was explaining to mike during a production meeting like there's this external there's this conditioning that i feel like a lot of women go through that i believe a lot of women experience from a very young age from what we hear in music what we see on tv 
what we watch the women around us do depending on who we're growing up around um but mainly there's always like one consistent who are always around where there's a constant um i don't know need slash desire to appease and prioritize their relationship um Mm -hmm. and i was the the example i gave was in college at one point mikey was so surprised to see me tight with my left hand really quickly because i thought i had to learn how to type with one hand in terms of doing my homework and like talk to him on Skype when we were long distance. Cause I took a lot of guilt about being away. Um, and then when I went to study abroad and went further away, mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was just like, how do I fulfill this dream and this goal to like better myself and to go away to college and to like use this scholarship that I got to the best of my ability, but also keep this really good guy. Um, cause it came up a lot. It came yeah, up yeah. in Ghana. So it you, came you up among the, the clash between relationship and career or yes. relationship and education or whatever, whatever that thing is you have to, that's competing with your relationship or coexisting with your mm-hmm. relationship prayerfully. Well, anything that takes up time is competing with something else that's taking up time. Right. So. And so I'm saying is I feel like, I feel like based off girl talks and just general conditioning of what women are taught to when they finally get in a relationship and finally get chosen in quotes is to um, almost dumb yourself down or to prioritize that relationship. And then when you get love, it's kind of like, well, shoot, I couldn't do both, you know, or. And when you said that, again, I completely understood where you're coming from. I get that. My thing was my upbringing. Like, we need to talk about relationships. You feel me? Like my passion and how I hierarchy my relationship and how I should be in a relationship was just an internal thing for me. So that same energy that you're describing as far as like the guilt that y'all associate with it is was already like where my mind was. I was thinking, you know, I want to be a good man in my relationship. I want to do what I need to do. And whenever I fall short, I don't really feel guilt from it because I, cause I know what I did. I know that I tried. I know I put effort in. So I just don't have that. Right. Um, during, you said during like school, you would, you would, you know, like you, you would be thinking, you know, well, I chose to like go out of state or I chose to go out of the country. So I have to do this. And if, and and I'll feel guilt and and feel guilty about it, and my thing was that you know like there, but you never no, made me feel this way, but it was always I, I know, a yeah, thought thing. Was, that was like you know like if you came up and I had to study and I had to test, you were sitting in the library with us, you know, like you never made a big deal. And about I brought it. that up during yes. the production meeting because I'm like, well, I came up here knowing that you were doing testing. I know that I'm not gonna have your full attention. I got movies. Right. I'm cool with other people on this campus. I can go do things. I went to play ball a couple times with like people at your school. I. I can go elsewhere. I like walking around up here. It's nice. Like, you know, minus the racist minus people throwing pumpkins and peanuts from trucks. It's really pretty. Other than that, like I felt fine, you know, but, but I had no idea that you were, you know, grappling with this, like, Oh, I want to do this. or I want to do this. Whenever you came to my school, I knew ahead of time, like, okay, I have work to do. So either I'm gonna do the work early because that's a sac, like, you know, time, it's a time thing so that I have time to spend with you or the work gonna suffer. Right. And so whatever decision I made, I was just fine with. I didn't feel guilty like, oh, man, right. I wish that I could have done more work. Or, oh, I wish I could have gave her more time. I was just like, you know, well, you know, fuck it. No, my grade is a C instead of a, yeah, I, I can live. I get my degree. And, oh, I didn't get as much time with her, but she was still around. Like, she was still here. Right. She even helped me with some work. Like, I'm just appreciative of whatever it is. So, And that's why I think that's the general difference between But I wonder generalizing why that is. Because I was raised women. by women. So I don't know. Well, I mean, you're also, I mean. And me too. My mom, as you know, was not like that. She's not she, like that. She don't want to be with nobody. You know, she's not, <laughs> she's just explicitly she's told us. guilty about that shit at <laughs> but all. But when she was younger, you know, like you you grow into that. 
and or you know you find somebody with some damn sense that's mm-hmm. like not gonna belittle you or make you feel bad but a lot of the time it really is a like a grapple am i gonna you know be with this man it's always like a can i have both you know have it all kids a husband my career you know can i read and write and fuck mike you know like what can i like well, I what that. like I some mean, days it's, it's not everything all them three days not going I don't know if everybody listened to the uh, the Batcave episode, but I'm, I'm I'm dealing with that now. It looks a little different now that I've gotten older because I think about like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm switching careers and I left education and my guilt is really in the kids that I'm leaving behind because right. I did a lot of great work with them. I knew while I was there, at least that they were being looked after like by me. Like I know somebody cares. I don't know what's happening now that I'm like not there, you know, right. so I do have that, but I can't keep giving my time to that because I'm about to have a child on the way. My wife. And I are already going through financial struggle, you know, like like all of those things, like it basically does come to come down to choice. And right. after I make a choice, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. That's just a me thing. Like you made the choice. I don't give a fuck no more. So if somebody was to try to come back and try to make me feel guilty for something, I was like, eh, well, you know, I decided. So right. I'm cool I with mean, it. yeah. I mean, obviously, as we spent time in school, the voice got smaller mm-hmm. but in, in the beginning it came up a lot in arguments um you left you know it was like you left me as opposed to like you went to school you know mm-hmm. um we were also like 17 18 but yeah. that that was that was not easy um to do and it's just constantly something i'm always thinking about even now you know and, being like go and trying to, to like assist as a wife because during those same times like looking back and knowing what i know now just about trauma and addiction like mm-hmm. you know i was kind of an alcoholic kind i was an alcoholic by definition um oh, yeah. and people who who struggle with these things have a habit of lashing out when they are hurt um because they don't really know how to process their emotions now i'm already the man who i was raised by who i was having been through what i've been through i don't really know how to process shit right i do know how to drink though right i can pour a really great drink mm-hmm. and i can drink a lot in mm-hmm. a little bit of time and be fine mm-hmm. and you know throw some cigarettes in there like you know i just you find a way but i never wanted to like put that blame on you but it comes off that way because it is a reason it is the reason for me feeling the way that i'm feeling like i just want my girl here but she not and i ain't really trying to fuck up or fuck around so i'm a drink i'm a smoke. drink i'm smoke. I and mean, then when we talk about it and she brings it up like why are you doing this to yourself like you know, well you left nigga like so like, right. you know and it just comes off that way, and that's not okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, and so I never want to make you feel guilty for anything. You know, so even as I talked about earlier, like you writing, you bring up a lot that you wish that you were making something or that you were doing something different. Like, like you apologize for things, and I, I don't, I never, I don't get it. Well, I mean, we've talked about this. I've just had like the problem is. I need to do away with the script because if I had followed the script of the life that I wrote, we wouldn't have a podcast. I probably wouldn't be with you. Uh, <laughs> I might have got you pregnant later in life. Though. Like later. We probably would have been he was in New York story. I don't know. But <laughs> I uh, I know I need to let that go so I can like free myself. But like I said, it's not easy watching you constantly having to drive or do these things. And I've, I've spent so many years being an excellent student. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to be a good in quotes person and, and to like, feel like I'm not contributing in the way that I envision I would like having to ask for like $5 for some rubber bands or like, just like little, <laughs> like, 
you know, I watched, I, I watched my family members, a lot of my family members who chose to be stay-at-home moms, not even chose, who were, like, coerced and bullied by their husbands mm-hmm. to be at home, um, be miserable. And home care and raising a child, being at home, that's work. But that wasn't the work they wanted to do. That wasn't, like, what they woke up and was like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Not just anybody who did, but that wasn't their dream. Um, and so I was like, I don't want to be like that. I want to like have the choice. And if my husband needs help, I can help him, you know, and I don't feel, I haven't been feeling that way. This pregnancy. I mean, but again, we talked about that before. Yes. So, and I get that, you, like you just said, you know, you want to make the choice and you made the choice, but you choosing to be a mother to me, in my opinion, did not mean you choosing to give up dreams. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like me choosing to be a father don't mean that I'm choosing to like, not start businesses and not like make money and like try new things and take some risk like at some point in life when I can do that. Um, so I'm going to still encourage you to do those things that you want to do, but I'm making you fucking feel bad about it. I mean, yeah, you don't. It's just me. And I know I'm getting better. I also am like 39 weeks pregnant. <laughs> and so like, I don't know what's up from now. I don't know whether it was me and that's or what's I mean, Drew. <laughs> that's a good point. Also about like the script. Um, yeah. Like your mindset is everything. Um, and the way that you, you look at the world will determine everything that you do ultimately. Mm-hmm. So if you keep walking around thinking, Oh, I have to do this because this is the expectation that I'm placed, that I've placed on myself. But like, that's just not how it goes. You just kind of got to roll with it. I know. Um, we were talking about that yesterday. Like life is going to life. Yep. Life's going to do what life's supposed to do. Okay. We as human beings just struggle to like go with the flow. I am not a go with the flow person, but we have to be. I am in bed. Well, I haven't been yes, able to are. really do that either. You nah, know? So I'm like it. deprived all around. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. I'm just talking. Don't mind me. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, But yeah. So. What's the what's the resolution here, Randy? What it comes down to is more support and communication as we have stressed yeah. in all our episodes. That's um, all it is. You have to like obviously know who you with so you can let them be who they are. And if it ain't right, then like hold them accountable. And. Sometimes starting that conversation is rough. It's hard. It's not easy. And it's uncomfortable because yeah. don't like talk like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I was telling Randy. I was like, I guarantee her, though I don't know because I wasn't in the room, but I can't imagine that 50 Cent walked up and was like, hey, Viv, I'm fucked up. The way that I want to show love to you is I want to buy you things and I want you to like not work or do nothing. And I don't think Vivica responded with, look, Viv, I want to be independent somewhat. And this is what that looks like. How can we come together to make this work? Right. No. <laughs> that's right. just that's not how it goes yeah. but if you're trying to really make something work with somebody i gotta fucking talk yes you just gotta talk about it be like look this is a little uncomfortable but this is the thing that i want what do you think about this yeah your honest opinion right and just see what happens take that lead support and communication yeah so that's why i let that man be a man and that sense don't really come up with us at least not anymore and that's why i let that woman be a woman well, you say that you matters. see like you see yeah you told me that you see like we didn't talk about that, but like you've seen men express yeah, guilt. Yeah, that'd be like, I have. I, I don't see men express what have, guilt what have in you the form seen? of um, like in the way of what were we talking about? Like you were like you have seen men be like I I should have not in terms of like I shouldn't have hurt her, mm-hmm. but like no, is that not what you were saying? Uh, I don't know. You were just saying that that from your perspective, you've seen men express guilt or like I've seen something. men express guilt. It just doesn't come off in the way of like like oh I should have let her do something like. Us expressing us like we stuff guilt down. Mm-hmm. I think we're conditioned to like you know like a man is supposed to appear strong or you know whatever that, whatever that means. Right. 
And so because of that, you'll never see a, like a dude go off on a rant about how he should have let his girl do so and so because that makes him look away. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that's not even that's not the case. Like letting her do whatever wouldn't have made y'all straight. Like y'all just some you have something to else. Yeah, yeah. it would have been something else. So like even when people do like take on that initial guilt, like they come to the realization like that's not what would have solved it. Right. Um. And that's where we get into like personal responsibility. So a lot of the men that I would talk to be like, you have to take responsibility for your shit. So we don't put it off on, oh, they felt this way because um, they're this way. It was You have to think you have to put it on you. You got to put the onus on you. Like, how did you affect this person? It's usually how it comes off. OK, so it's never like, oh, I should have done this. I should have let her do this. It was like, yeah, I shouldn't have done this, which I think can be a good thing. If you're like looking back and reflecting and trying to figure out what it is that you could have done to get your shit together for your partner, for yourself, and for whoever you're gonna be fucking with in the future. Okay. Well, engagement, my love. Engagement. What did you have in yeah. mind? I don't even think we run nothing down. <laughs> this is this is on you. Uh, engagement again. Has let that man be a man, or like for women, come up with y'all men. Do you hear this kind of talk in yeah. like your circle or Still? your community? I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, as I've gotten older. That conversation has died down, but there again, like I said, there's always like that guilt about making more. You know, one of our cousins is all it always comes up in her relationship. She makes more. Um, nine times out of ten than the dude she gets yeah. with. And they all say it ain't a problem. Until, Until it's a it problem. is. But, yep, it still don't make sense to me. Because Mikey's like, dream like, Look, is to be taken care of. Let me tell you something. First of all. But like that's the thing. So look, like man, I'm I, I am a hustler. I love work. I love getting money. I swear to God. But to me, the ultimate hustle is like bagging a girl who like does that shit. Like if I bag a lottery winning bitch, like I'm just I'm saying not like a woman who like really like is straight, we're gonna be good. But a lot of men Oh, well, at least I, I think, in her experience a had a problem with that and so and also a lot of men have a problem with like for instance mama has dealt with men not being so comfortable with her not needing them around it's like you know shit. you can go you're describing go be ego you shit. but what i'm saying is that's a, that's the thing that comes up in our type of girl talks you know and in a sense that, that let that man be a man in this case would be like maybe not tell him how much i make until we've been together and been married for three years and you know maybe that's what i'm saying I'm so pissed at you or you- maybe <laughs> like i have him around when i really don't want to because this man really want to be this man that he's envisioned he was gonna be in this relationship you know mm. like that's how it comes oh. up with us so nah. my question is how does that how has that shown up for everybody else yeah and how and what are you guilt like are you carrying around that you probably need to release yeah when it concerns relationships all right fight it, or flight yeah i think it was it yes was fight it? or flight it's it's your fight or flight my love it is it's my fight or flight do you have one i do i just forgot to write it down of course you did so you wrote down your three things you know i'll be prepared Kinda. Except for when I'm not prepared. Okay. My fight or flight is definitely going to be something in this house. What? <laughs> Look, since the transition over to our new space, you have been great in so many things. Which is why, I, you know, I struggle is with this about time cleaning? to time to... No, it's not Okay. You know, so I struggle sometimes to like, to actually find something to fight with you about. Because you take the stuff that I say and you actually like put it into action. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. I do. What's wrong? Pause what? It. Pause Wait, it. what? You want to pause it? Yes. I'm keeping this in. That Maggie's policing me. <laughs> Just what's... Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. 
The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. And we're back. You sure? Yes. Okay. So I needed a minute because I had to think about this. I have nothing serious. I have nothing big to complain about. Okay. They're minor. I have minor complaints. Okay. Which are? Okay. So for those who do not know, I drank coffee for the first time last year. I am about to be 28. I've never had coffee in my life. I just I just have energy. I'm that person. Mm. I grew up drinking tea, hot chocolate. And Red Bulls. Don't be acting like you just Red out Bull. here on, on, on energy. I'm talking about like as far as like milk-based drink stuff. Can I get to my point? Okay. And I started drinking coffee last year. I had Starbucks for the first time. And I had went on this. I don't even know what to call it. I went on like a Starbucks spree. And I kept going to Starbucks every day. When he started driving live for real, he had to wake up. And normally in my energy, I would just use like mad Gatorade, some chips. Like I'd, you know, just have something to keep like stay full. But it wasn't helping health wise. And Randy was like, just try drinking some coffee. Randy got me a mocha frappuccino. Mm-hmm. Now I feel more comfortable saying those words. It's basically. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's basically like a milk smoothie, but not really. It's not a it's smoothie, babe. It's not a smoothie. All right. Anyway, but it was a cold one. I got a fro- I had the frozen one. A frap. It was ice one. Yes. yes. Whatever. That's what it okay. means. Thank you. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slow walking this dog. So I drink coffee now mm-hmm. and I like it. Randy's mom bought us a Keurig. It was a gift, but it was kind of like a gag gift. She was like, so I got you this because you're going to need this coffee for this baby. Yeah. It said for Drew, but we opened it and it was Keurig. Yeah. For Christmas, right? Yeah. Got you um keurig love it it's the greatest thing ever so we have it set up we have a whole little little coffee station mm-hmm. right and we got like this creamer that we buy it's mm-hmm. like delight Camel macchiato. yes and we keep that in the fridge and it's great right so the keurig we have has a reservoir on the side <sighs> and it needs a certain amount of water in order for you to make coffee <laughs> and i bring this up because randy is pregnant I am. Randy is drinking a significantly less, like a lower amount of coffee. So Randy, I'm not drinking any coffee, coffee since you, um, even better. Randy doesn't drink any coffee I'm right now. Randy tea. drinks tea. Yes. And to make tea, what do you need? Water. Okay. You bags. need hot water, tea bags, sugar, cup, sugar, milk, things of that nature, right? Now we have a whole kettle sitting on the stove. It's just sitting there. <laughs> sitting there. I bought it for Randy a long time ago. It's a really nice kettle. It's red. I spent a good little $22 on that at Walmart. It was good. It's a great kettle. But Randy uses the Keurig to make her coffee, to make her hot water, because it's actually really convenient, and that makes sense. But Randy does not refill the reservoir on the side of this Keurig. I do. Do you? I do. When's the last time you refilled the the reservoir, Randy? Yesterday. I didn't get any tea today. Oh. I refilled it yesterday. No. <laughs> I did. No, it's not my fault that you be making five, six thousand cups of coffee and tea. Put water back in after you make your shit. <sighs> Fine. Got me walking over the light blinking. It's like, add I make water. Shit all damn. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. Add water I'm to the sorry. curing. Yes. So you can delete all that density. <laughs> yes. It wasn't that much. I stopped it. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm not gonna fight you. Thank you. When Little I use things. it, I will use put my water. Though I think I'm about to switch to the kettle because the water cools too quickly for me for it the does. tea. Really quickly. Um, but I found Keurig um, tea bags. Really? Yeah, they 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 have the tea. They have Lipton. No, I, I don't know. Lipton may make a brand, but I know they have like regular tea that you can oh, okay. put in there. It doesn't have to be coffee. It has some. But oh, okay. Black tea the other day it was really good. Oh, the green right. tea, all yeah. type. Yeah, all that's that a lot. Of, that's really caffeinated. That's true. So I'm trying like to actually if that get her out. Man, I should dehydrate myself. 
right. Anyway. This is fascinating content. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, that was us talking about tea. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was my fight or flight. PDA, what you got for me? Tell well, me why you love me. I actually have like a lot of things I want to say, but yeah. I know that we don't have the time. Um, 60 seconds. Go. Wait, I'm going to need more than 60 seconds. I need to provide context. Then I need to provide... Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> So y'all, as y'all know, I am 38 weeks and four days pregnant. And last night, y'all community baby decided she wanted to nut up. So she woke up at 415. Mm. I don't even know what she was doing in there. I can't even tell anymore. She was doing things. I don't know. It made me sick as hell. And I had to get up and eat some yogurt. And I did. I went back to sleep. We had to wake up again really early because we got shit to do. And so much shit. I was just not in the best mood earlier today. Mm-mm. I think a lot of women who have been pregnant can att- like affirm this and attest to this. No, yeah, attest no, and affirm. I would want to yeah. both of them. Um, that you know, by this point, some of the cute shit just ain't cute anymore, <laughs> and I feel really badly because this is my second baby, and I feel like I should be like I don't know more grateful. Um, not saying that I'm not, but like maybe I I shouldn't be so bothered by the fact that I'm ready to get her out. Um, you say ready like that? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. I should just let this girl do what she wants because I told her the day that I would. But you know, I was also in a better mood. You know, I don't know. I was just feeling really badly. Um, my mother in law has always been like, you know, stay positive, be positive. I'm just like, I am about to fucking kill myself. But I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positively sure I'm about to kill myself. And Again, as y'all, y'all haven't heard this many episodes, just Patreon members so far. Um, but one of the things I want to do differently next time around is to like, we both said we wanted to make the next pregnancy a little bit more happier. Want to make it fun? Yeah, more fun. Because this wasn't really fun. We were scared for a long time. Yeah, we should like, get an episode about. Jump. Um, like we should actually have a gender reveal. Even telling time. our family about Drew. Um, you know, a lot of people cry in the beginning because they were just like. I don't want to get attached. You know, my sister was like, I haven't really prayed that much because I prayed for the last baby and we lost that one. Like, people felt that, you know. Um, and there was a lot of guilt and I was just really trying to hold on and keep this baby, you know. Though I know that I'm, I don't really have control over that. But And last year, as y'all have heard, was really hard um, to do while being pregnant. So all of that just hit me today. And I'm like, I need to get this baby out. Yes. She don't want to leave though. She's she comfortable. She comfortable. And everybody keep saying these March dates and that is hurting my feelings. And I just really spazzed out. I was just crying. I was just crying. Um, we haven't had sex in a few weeks. A few weeks. That's it's, it's it's been a month and like, it's, ugh, it's so embarrassing. A year. It feels like my guess has been a damn year. It feels like forever. I don't even know how to do it. I know. Where does it go? How to sex? What <laughs> hole? No. Okay. So <laughs> that was a long pause. All right. Um, um. So yes, you were. Saying. I I was just feeling really down, and I told Mikey all of this. This was after our production meeting, because y'all, I just really, I wasn't. And this is me letting Randy be Randy. She got offended. He was very affirming um, and let me know that I didn't have to be feel guilty. Um, I was just feeling really bad. You know, people, I feel like people want me to do this pregnancy one way. I really wanted to do this pregnancy one way. Um, my doulas came over and talked to me last week, Wednesday. Apparently, I have this thing called third trimester blues. Every few mamas get it um, where I've been really sick my third trimester as opposed to just feeling like crap. I've actually been sick. And so, like, that's difficult to deal with. Um, but Mike, you've been really great. And today the conversation really helped just being able, you let me be me, let me get it out and cry it out. 
and I took a nap and I woke up. You did. And, <laughs> and she woke up a different person. It was really nice, actually. I needed a do-over. I needed to just go to sleep, you know, wake up. And I really appreciate you, babe, because I know that also this pregnancy has been difficult for you. Nah, um, nah. I know that you are lying and that <laughs> it has been difficult for you. On top of the emotional things you've been dealing with, hoping this baby stay, um, not really wanting to be in that house that we just moved from because it was triggering you. Um, and, you know, not being able to be around in a way that you envisioned because you had to drive. And then when you were around, you didn't feel like you was like really here, you know, yeah. because of like where your head was. Yep, yep. So I know that this was really difficult for you as well. And so I really appreciate you being able to step next to that, not necessarily outside of it, to uplift me and to get me through this day. You're great. Thanks, man. Thank you. That was definitely longer than 60 seconds. It was. But thank you for letting me get that out. <laughs> Gotta let you in. I wanted to provide context. I appreciate it. So thank you. All right. I like that. Thanks, baby. You're welcome. Your turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to provide some context to you. Okay. So we've been friends for a very long time. Lord Jesus. Oh, no. You started in oh, 2008. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I Cannot. want to thank you. My PDA today is just about you being a good partner. You are a great friend. Um, Randy beats herself up very often. Uh, because she feels like she's not doing anything, which infuriates me. Randy is out here growing a whole human. Um, there are now bones and a brain and lungs and a whole bunch of shit that formed next to your belly button. And uh, <laughs> you couldn't have done that if you were doing nothing. Um, and you hold me up in a way that I don't really get to like express a lot because we always doing something. Right. But this process with me now back in school and not working as much has just not been easy for me i know Um, none of it and you have been a really great support through all of it i really appreciate it you you look out for me even when you should be focusing on your damn self and i appreciate that you're welcome you're great how have i what what is there a certain thing i just i'm I'm personally interested uh, because i'm (laughs) just personally interested so all right last week um starting on monday I had to tell kids individually that I was leaving. Yeah. And I am someone who cares about the kids that I work with. And the kids that I work with all have like real world traumas, specifically death and abandonment of like father figures. Right. And so here I am telling them I am not coming back after break because they are on break right now this week. Mm -hmm. They come back the week after next. And um, I made a kid cry every other hour. I know. And it sucked. It was rough. That happened Monday through Thursday. Yeah. I had my orientation. Following that, I was given homework. Following that, just some other stuff. It was just a lot going on. I haven't had like a chance for like a break. Last night, we had to go get groceries. Yeah. With Wick. Yeah. Which is a whole other process. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but basically, I had to run a whole goddamn marathon in this Kroger. You get up there, you find out, oh, you can't have this type of milk. It's got to be this type of milk. So I take the milk back, come back, find out, oh, this other milk, it has to be this version of the milk. No problem. I go back and take that one back. Hey, the first one you grabbed, that was the wrong one. And also, you need to grab this other one because the second one you just grabbed ain't the right milk either. So I run back and I go get that. It was just a come lot. back and find out that that milk still, whatever. It was a lot. I ended the night off with 13,000 steps on my Fitbit <laughs> and it was cool. <laughs> we get to the car. We're tired. I have a whole bunch of other things to do. We don't, I, I spent the day, oh, unpacking. I had unpacked boxes, cleaned up, like we cleaned up the space. It looks really great. We set up a new studio space. Like it just looks nice. Pictures come on Patreon soon. But I'm tired. I know. And I'm exhausted. And we get in and you just, you're pregnant and you waddle 
but you still, for some reason, feel the need to come grab a bag out of the trunk. Like, that's what I mean. Like, just just take your ass in the house. But, like, no, I just want to help. You do so much. It wasn't like, a just, heavy bag. It was cereal and bread. I know. But I could have carried that. And you could have done nothing. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But you won't just do nothing. And uh-uh. I appreciate you not doing nothing for me. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Love you, baby. I love you, too. All right, y'all. That was episode. <laughs> Call to action, Randy. Call to action. So be sure to check out our website, blackmillennialmarriage.com. Sorry. There is another update coming soon to that. I need some time now, you know, so more to come on that. We are now available and still on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, mm-hmm. and Google mm-hmm. Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Follow us on social media. Where are we on Instagram? Oh, it's my turn. Black Millennial Marriage. On Facebook. <laughs> Black Millennial Marriage. And on Twitter. We are underscore the chap. Yes, with a P, damn it. Do people put other things? Nah, every time I fill out something, they be like Chapman or I have to like, no. I have to say P as in Paul when I say because people automatically think T. My big ass lips say, damn it. Anyway. Also, y'all, y'all can support us on Patreon. We're going to up the promotion of things because we met our first goal and that was the deal that we gave ourselves and y'all. So y'all will be seeing more of that. But thank y'all to the 11 people that believe in us. And I got the extra content. And thank you for your excitement about the new podcast image, which because, everyone yeah. will see. They like it. Later. Because we got to finish paying for it. I like but- the new logos. <laughs> you want yeah. to say that? Sorry. Why That's not? That's all right. Our, um, our cartoonists don't listen to the podcast. So Wait, why yeah. would it be a problem? <laughs> we haven't showed it publicly. That's what I'm saying. He don't listen to it. Oh. <laughs> so Maybe he do. You don't listen. If Mike. you are listening, though, let me get a discount. Mikey, stop. Okay. Sorry. You were saying? He's great. Thank you so much um, <laughs> for for doing the work that you did. Because I know we put him through it. Yeah, he was like, did. wait, can you add some hair? Can you? Okay, wait. The colors. He got me looking right, though. He does. Good. Yeah. It was really, it's really nice. So we can't wait to actually show y'all that. Leave us a voicemail, babe. Where can people leave us voicemails? At 770-750-4098. Um, we will actually be putting, we're going to have a week where we're just shouting out specific parts of some of our episodes so that we can share a little bit more of our content yeah and um we're gonna start doing that actually probably this week we might share a little bit of voicemail out there so leave us a voicemail yeah um i'm trying to think i feel like i'm forgetting something are we forgetting something babe nah but we'll figure it out later and then we'll put it in the show notes sure okay (laughs) thank you again for listening y'all be blessed (laughs) don't settle fight clean peace if you dig in what I'm saying, we could go deeper. I dig it, I dig it, dig it, I dig it. You dig it, I dig it, I dig it, dig it. You dig it, I dug it with good soil. I hope you love it, I love it. I got no upper, but none above it. I focus on what the funk is. Don't know what's so fierce. I'm sipping time to Hey. So, <laughs> continuing with our theme for Black History Month, we wanted to shout out some black creators. Yeah. Um,. And we have chosen to use uh, Joe Budden Podcast. Yes, Mikey's favorite podcast. If you are not familiar, Joe Budden Podcast stars uh, Joe Budden, his friend Maul, who is the brother of Biggs, co-founder of Rockefeller, Google, and uh, Roy. And uh, Roy, shout out to him, he just got engaged. He did. To his Guyanese girlfriend. Oh, he did say that. All that respect. Yeah, um, I love the podcast. They talk about a lot of current events and hip hop. And if you're interested in listening to Foolishness, check them out. Yeah, I don't listen to it because 
Well, I like that you listen to it because you come back and tell me these funny stories or you replay se- segments for me. Yes, I have to finish um, my episode. And, you know, some things are just yours. That's But fair. I like Joe Button. I like sin. You know, so <laughs> it's what I really mean. So but <laughs> if you are a woman listening to this and your husband is having a hard time finding podcasts he likes, let him listen to one episode. Yeah. Won't disappoint. Do you have a favorite episode you want no, to shout out? I don't. I that really you think don't. someone would like be hooked on if they listen? Um, They... The older episodes, um, it the podcast used to be called, um, I'll name this podcast later. And they have some stories from when they were younger that were completely just ignorant. Mm. There's a story that Maul shares about a time he almost got jumped by 17,000 bloods. Oh, so, no. Yeah, go listen to that. 17,000? <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's exaggerated. Oh. Yes. Okay. Good times. All right. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.